feed your heart. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's read in Psalms together tonight as a church, and we'll begin in Psalms 55. So if you'd like to read, you're sure welcome to do so tonight. And uh, as we read the Word of God in a public setting tonight. And so if you'd like to read, you come. All right, so it looks like there's going to be four tonight. Five tonight. All right. So it looks like there's, uh, let's do 36. 36, 5, 6, 7. Seven verses apiece, okay? Go ahead. Girls are first. Thank you. was not an enemy that reproached me then i could have borne it neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me then i would have hid myself from him but it was thou a man mine equal my guide and mine acquaintance we took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of god in company Let death seize upon them, and let them go down quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray, and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old, so long. Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Be merciful unto me, Psalms 56. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man will swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresses me. My enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words, and all their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together, they hide themselves. They mock my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity, and thine anger cast down the people, O God? Thou tellest telleth my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle, are they not in thy book? 
When I cry unto thee, thou shalt mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is with me. In God will I praise his word, and the Lord will I praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon thee, O God. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling? And may I walk before God in the light of the living. Amen. Thank you. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn to the Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. I know we don't talk much about the Song of Solomon, uh, but we will tonight and the weeks ahead. And so uh, you have Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and then the Song of Solomon. All right, I'll give you a few minutes to get there. Uh, we don't get to turn much to the Song of Solomon, but uh, I want to begin a series on the Song of Solomon so that we can uh, maybe understand it. Now, the series is going to be called The Greatest Love Song Ever Sung. The Greatest Love Song That's Ever Been Sung. Tonight, I want to preach on a subject that only love survives. Only love survives. So let's read here chapter 1, and we'll read down to verse 4, and uh, we'll bring to uh, you tonight what the Lord's laid on our hearts, and may it be an encouragement to you, the song of songs, which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine, because of the Savior of of thy good ointments, thy name is as an ointment poured forth. Therefore do thy virgins love thee. Draw me, we will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee, and we will remember thy love more than wine. The upright love thee. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you here tonight, Lord, as we take these most difficult passages and Father, these things tonight, your God, that sometimes don't have uh, much sense to us because we just can't understand it. We pray, Lord, that you'll bring us into an understanding. God, that we may appreciate, God, these chapters in Song of Solomon. And, Father, may we uh, bring it to life in our lives. God, help us to apply it. God, help us to recognize it, to know it. And, God, I pray, Lord, you'll bless the Word of God to our souls tonight. God, I ask you, God, to do a work down deep in my heart as well. And I pray, Father, that you work with our hearts tonight as a church. Thank you again for all you've gathered here tonight. Thank you for those that have come. I pray that you bless them for it. Pray, God, now you open our eyes and hearts for the Word of God. And, God, you do something tonight in our hearts in a special way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So tonight... Understanding the Song of Solomon, have have y'all been have y'all pre have y'all heard a sermon uh, preached out of Song of Solomon before? Have you heard anybody preach through the Song of Solomon? And it has been a while, brother, brother George, and uh, that I've done this with. But uh, we didn't finish it there at that time. But we want to go through and finish it here tonight. And uh, again, we're going to have to see the settings to understand it tonight. And so the first thing I want to do is kind of just bring the understanding of the characters of this song. There are three characters tonight in the Song of Solomon. The first character, of course, is Solomon, the king. Now, you have to get this in order to get the Song of Solomon and the message that God would bring to our hearts. And so the Song of Solomon, the the King Solomon, the king of Israel, is one of the characters. The second character tonight will be the Shulamite. It's a Shulamite girl, a country girl. We called her a lovely country girl. And so she's going to be the second character that's going to be within this Song of Solomon, this song. There's a third character, and it's the shepherd. The shepherd tonight is a pure, strong boy. So there's three characters tonight that we're going to study throughout for the next weeks and that we may get to understand the Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon is rich. It's rich, and tonight we're going to see why it's rich. The second thing I want to show tonight is not only the characters of the song, but I want you to notice the content of this song. What's the content of it? Well, 
the aim of Solomon in the Song of Solomon is he has his eye on the Shulamite girl. All through this Song of Solomon, you'll find that the king, Solomon, has an has a eye upon her. He has his heart towards the Shulamite girl. The king also has an influence, and he's influencing or trying to influence this Shulamite girl to come his way. And so the king, Solomon, has an aim, and that aim is the Shulamite girl. The second thing I want you to notice about the content of this story or this song is the Shulamite and the affection of the Shulamite. What is the affection of the Shulamite? Well, the affection of the Shulamite in the Song of Solomon is she has given her heart to the shepherd boy. It's a past tense. She's already done that. When she shows up here in Solomon, uh, you'll find she's already given her heart to the boy, to the shepherd boy. She not only has given her heart to the shepherd boy, but she has given her life to this shepherd boy. And she has given over to him and all of her life is him. Her heart he has, her life he has, and then she has also given over to him uh, her future. And so whatever she may be, whatever she may become, he has given, she has given this over to the shepherd boy. The shepherd, though, tonight is absent. So the absence of the shepherd. He it does not come around in many ways. He doesn't come around in much thinking here tonight, uh, but I could say he's in the background. The shepherd's in the background in his absence. He's still there, but he's not part of the story. He's in the way. Everywhere she goes, he's there, and he's also silent in many ways tonight. So the content of this song is Solomon is trying to reach out to the Shulamite girl, bring her into his harem. The Shulamite girl is in love with the shepherd. And the shepherd is mostly just absent, but he's there. And so that's the content. I want you to notice the context of the song. Solomon tonight, the king, will represent Satan. He will represent the world. Solomon will represent the enemy. And so tonight when we read through the Song of Solomon and we study through it tonight and we preach it out, every time the Solomon is mentioned or every time Solomon is referenced, it's going to represent the world or the enemy or Satan tonight. The context of the Scripture is the Shulamite represents the church. Every time you talk about the Shulamite girl, it's going to speak of the church. It's going to speak of the believer. It's going to represent the bride of Christ every time. And tonight, the third context of the Scripture is the shepherd represents none other than the Lord, the Lord Jesus. It represents the Christ. He represents our groom. And so tonight, the Shulamite has a relationship with this shepherd. And the king is trying to draw her away from him to himself. Now tonight, that is the life of a Christian tonight. The life of a Christian is we have a relationship with Jesus. It's a love relationship. And the world and the enemy and those that oppose us tonight is trying to, every single day, every single time, and every moment, trying to take us and our love and our compassion and our faithfulness to Christ and to send us apart. Every day of our lives tonight, the world, the devil, the enemy is trying to, for us to turn our backs on Jesus, to turn our minds and hearts from Christ and turn it to the world and turn it to the enemy. Satan, who cannot do anything about your salvation, 
He cannot do anything about your redemption. He can't do nothing about your eternity. But he wants your love. He wants your time. He wants you to be able to rely upon him and look to him tonight in this world in which we live. That is the Song of Solomon in the way of its context. Now, let's look at the center of this song, the center of it. Where does it all begin? Where does it all start? Well, it starts in chapter 1, of course, and look there in verse 4 tonight, and we'll get into the Word of God. We see, it says, Draw me, we will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. Who's the king? Solomon. What has the king done? The king has went forth. He went about into the courts. He went about where all that were moving and going and, and uh, living and being. And he looks over to and sees the Shulamite girl. And he orders her and he demands her and he commands her that she be brought into his chambers. So she is in the chambers of the king, not wanting to be there, not uh, uh, planning on being there. Uh, but she is in the chambers, according to verse 4, and she's in the king's chambers of, of where she doesn't belong, where she doesn't want to be, and where she finds herself there. It was the king that brought her there. It was the king that has caused her to be there. It was the king that desired for her to be in the chambers with him because he's trying to to influence her and impact her. Number two, not the Shulamite was taken unexpectedly into the chambers, but the Shulamite was taken immediately. As soon as she was taken into the chambers, immediately she was taken to her shepherd's love. Now look at this. This is something. The Bible says in verse 2, it says, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. This is the Shulamite girl talking. The Shulamite girl that's in the chambers of the king. And she's not there to impress the king. She's not there to entertain the king. Uh, she's not there to bring forth some sort of a, a mindset that she has an eye upon the king, but the king has an eye upon her. The king has a heart for her, but she don't have a heart for the king. Uh, she don't have no desire for the king at all. And when she gets in that position, when she finds herself in trouble, when she finds herself in a, in a way uh, where the enemy, uh, Satan, or the world tonight has got her, got them, got us in a place where it gets where, what do I do? Uh, what do I say? Where do I go? I'm in the king's palace. I'm under the king's power. I'm in the king's picture here. Uh, what do I do? What she did immediately is she went to her shepherd's love. And she said to the shepherd's love in her heart, and in her mind, in the midst of this trouble that she finds herself in in the world, uh, uh, we see that, she, that his expressions of his love she comes to know. She said this. She said, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. She's talking about her shepherd. She's not talking about the king of Solomon. She's talking about the shepherd, his expressions of love. And she's saying in the midst of this trouble within the world and this temptation that's come upon her and the, and the trial that's in her life, instead of fighting with the, uh, Solomon, instead of coming against the world, instead of being uh, scared and fearful about what's going to happen to her in the chamber, uh, what become one of his harems, uh, she said immediately in the midst of all of that trouble, she just turned and looked and said, he kissed me. And that tenderness, and that tenderness of expression of the love of that, his, that the shepherd had for this Shulamite girl, it was a tender love. He said, you tenderly love me. See, when somebody kisses you tonight, it's a tender love. And not only that, but it's a kindly love, and it's a sweetly love. And so his expressions of love come upon her and says, you 
love me. And you showed me that you love me. And you revealed your love to me. Jesus reveals his love to us, right? So in the midst of this world in which we live tonight, uh, don't be fearful whenever you get caught. Or don't be fearful tonight when you feel like that you're under the bondage. And don't feel fearful tonight as if you feel like you've got nowhere to go. Uh, just know that Jesus loved you. Amen. And that he has shown forth expressions of his love throughout the relationship between you and him. He showed himself to love you in so many areas, in so many ways. He expresses it in so many days, in so many times. Amen. There's one thing that you know tonight is that Jesus loves you. And so we find the expression of it by way of a kiss. We see secondly tonight. Not only the expression of love, but the elevation of love. She said that for thy love, that's the Shulamite speaking of the shepherd, thy love is better than wine. Now see, tonight, just think if that's how we think. Just think tomorrow when we get into the world and the temptation of the world and the sickness of the world and the sin of the world and all of the chaos of the world and all of these things tonight of depression and uh, all these things tonight of bringing distress upon our lives and we just get under the pressure of this world and all the allurements of this world and all the temptations of this world instead of looking to the world and looking at the danger tonight we'll say to Jesus, Jesus I know you love me you've shown expressions of that in my walk with you but I also know tonight that your love is elevated above anything like even wine tonight now wine is intoxicating right wine tonight does a lot of things to you and uh, tonight wine is something tonight that it changes your mood right Wine not only changes your mood because it's intoxicating, but wine tonight changes your manners. Your mood changes, but your manners change. We see that all the time when you get intoxicated. Uh, there's things that take place that you wouldn't normally do. There's things you'd say that you wouldn't normally say. Uh, you would act and play in ways that you've never acted before. So the manners change, the mood changes, but thirdly, the motives change. Whenever you get intoxicated, friend, there's something down deep in you that has turned your blood into inflaming, and it's turned your mind and turned your heart, and then it results in your body and doing things and, and saying things and becoming things that you never wanted to, intended to. But she says that his love, Jesus' love, is, is more than wine tonight. All that wine can do for you, the Bible says that his love is greater than that. His love is better than that. His love satisfies the heart tonight. The love tonight, Jesus can put you in the midst of temptation and he knows that you. he loved you and he knows tonight that his love is better than wine. He knows that your heart is satisfied with him. He don't have to worry about putting you in positions tonight of sin, put you in positions tonight of having a, a maybe something that you might be tempted with. For he says, I know whom I loved, amen. I know whom I saved. I know whom I redeemed. They love me and I love them. And tonight in the midst of the world and even in Satan himself tonight, I know that my love has satisfied them. Amen. What a relationship that is tonight. Not only does that wine would be something that might satisfy the heart, but Jesus is better than that. But it's a wine also that might calm the mind. But Jesus is better than that. With his love tonight, he'll calm the mind. You don't have to be nervous in this world. You don't have to be fearful tonight of the devil. You don't have to go forth out here tonight and say, oh, I'm so scared of temptation. I'm going to have to walk around with my eyes blinded. I'm going to have to put earplugs in my ear. I'm going to have to tie my hands together. I'm not going to be able to go to the store. I'm not going to be able to, to watch a TV. I'm not going to be able to go look at a sign because I just might think filth or I might have evil. But the Bible says because of the love that you have for Jesus, it calms your mind. And so we find, now remember the setting now. Here's the Shulamite girl. 
She's in the chambers of the king. The king has some bad things on his mind. The king has some evil things on his mind. The king, the king has things on his mind that she don't have on her mind. What's on her mind? Jesus. What's on his mind? The Shulamite girl. And tonight, that's how we got to live this life that we call the Christian life tonight. We find tonight as well is that this his love is better because it keeps the soul. Jesus loves me now and forever, and I love him. Now and forever is the whole mindset of this Shulamite girl. She's saying, I don't care if I'm in the chambers of this king. I don't care if I'm in the midst of the world. I don't care if I'm under the domain of Satan tonight. I don't care tonight if the enemies all the world won't attack me. My mind and my heart is on the shepherd boy. Because he loves me and I love him. That's what's being said right here tonight. I, can't, I, I have to say tonight that one kiss is never enough. It just don't last long enough tonight. And each time the Lord Jesus would express his love to you by being kind and by being gentle and by being tender and by being loving tonight, you say, I just want more. Is that true? Is that true? Do you say, Jesus, stop being so kind to me? Oh, no, Jesus, I, I tell you, stop being, stop being such a blessing in my life. I mean, Jesus, stop making my mind be so calm and, and stop making me, Lord, uh, you know, and, and my heart being so satisfied. We don't do that. That's why y'all back tonight. You just want more of him. You know what? And when you come on Sunday, you're going to say, reason I'm here tonight because I want more of him. Amen. I got an enemy out there. I've got the world out there. I've got Satan out there. I don't care to be part of him. I don't want nothing he has. I don't want nothing he does. I don't want nothing he touches. I don't want nothing he's in tonight. But I all want about Jesus. Amen. The Shulamite girl tonight represents the church tonight. And Solomon tonight represents the world. And so he's in his chambers and she comes out. And the first thing that she says is, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. That's the expression of his love. And then he talks about the elevation of his love. His love is more, is better than wine. We show thirdly tonight, the Shulamite was talking of her shepherd's presence. Look what he says. She says in verse 3, because of the Savior of thy good ointments, thy name is as ointment poured forth. There do, therefore, the, do the virgins love thee. What she's saying here is thy name is an ointment poured forth. A perfume always speaks of the presence of someone, right? <clears throat> when you're dating someone and they have a certain perfume they wear or a certain cologne they wear, uh, they don't even have, you don't even have to see them, but there's a smell. Ah, she's here. He's here. Where's that? Right? When somebody walks by, you're, you're walking like in the mall or you're at work or something like that, and there's certain people who have certain smells. I'm talking about because they wear different perfume or different colognes or different whatever. You know, and they, when you start walking, you're walking down like that, and you smell that smell immediately, you know, that's so and so. You don't have to look. Well, what she's saying is this she's saying, His name, His name is an ointment. I smell, I smell, I smell my shepherd here. Oh, I know, I know I'm in the, I know I'm in the chambers of the devil. I know I'm in the chambers of the world. I know I'm in the chambers who want to do mean things to me and want to do all awful things to me. But I smell him. I smell my shepherd. His name. I just know his name. He's here tonight. He's right with me. I know tonight that wherever I'm at, he's there too. Amen. And find the Bible teaches that she smells his presence and she senses his name. For example, tonight when somebody says Jehovah. Oh, yeah, Jehovah. Why do you get so excited about Jehovah? Oh, because that anointment. Oh, because that name, the sweetest name I ever heard. How you say, oh, tonight, what's she doing? Well, she's just 
Say in the name of Elohim. Yeah, Elohim. Yahweh. How about the name of Jesus tonight? Just the sweetest name. A name that I love to hear. A name I love to see. I love to say tonight. I want to be where Jesus' name is mentioned. I want to be where Jesus' name is exalted. I want to be where Jesus' name is adored. And I want to be where Jesus' name is loved. Here she is tonight in the world. And, buddy, she said, it's poured out like an ointment. She just senses him. Even though the shepherd's not in the chambers, he's in the chambers. (laughs) Even though tonight you go and where you go tonight, he may not be physically right there, but he's right there. Hallelujah, glory to God tonight. That no matter what we face, no matter what we see, no matter what we feel tonight, he's like an ointment poured out. His scents, his fragrance is so sweet. He sheds a fragrance all over the king's chamber. Hey, friend, can you just imagine this little old, this little old Shilamite girl? Man, she's just a country girl. And she gets brought into this chamber they have the daughter of Jerusalem there. That's the court women. And boy, they're bringing her in and saying, hey, listen, you've got something going on for you. You've got the king of Solomon. He wants you. He wants you to be one of his wives. He only has 668. He needs 669. He wants to, he wants to bring you in. He wants to bring you into his family. You ought to be grateful, dear country girl. You ought to be saying amen to that, that the king would want to look upon you. The king would want you part of his. And she's saying, all I can do is smell him. I just smell my shepherd. I, I just, his name is, his name is just so sweet. I, what'd you say? She's completely not even listening to those daughters. But she's in such a love, she's in such a place in her life, where no matter where she's at, she just senses him. She, he's just there. Can I say here tonight, fourthly, I guess before I say that tonight, you ever seen where, where girls and boys, as they're young, and they say they're in love, but I don't know if that's the case or not, and they begin to, to doodle on paper. You know what I'm talking about? You begin to doodle, just kind of hanging around like that. You know what always ends up? The name. Right? Like if you like a guy named Ted. Anybody like a guy named Ted? Something wrong with him. But uh, uh, Ted, you know, here you are doodling. Or you got it making a cow. You're doing a, you're doing a horse. You're doodling. You got it making circles. You're doing squares and everything. Next thing you know, you got Ted. It's like what I'm talking about tonight. When you're so in love with Jesus, it don't really matter what you're doing. His name's just going to come up. And you're just going to mention his name. You're going to smell his name. His name is just going to have some resonance with you. It's just going to make a difference in your life. No matter what the world's bringing to you, no matter what Satan's offering you, no matter tonight what the enemy's doing to you, Jesus it's got that sweetest name. Just that smell. Here fourthly tonight, the Shulamite, she was thinking of her shepherd's person. Look at verse 3. The Bible says, uh, Therefore do, thou, do the virgins love thee. What she was saying is this tonight. She's saying that she was thinking of the shepherd's person. Uh, to love him is to want him. That he just draws everybody to him. I mean, he's my shepherd, yeah, but that shepherd that I have tonight, he draws them all. Everybody comes to my shepherd. I mean, to know him is to want him. Uh, To know him tonight is to love him. Uh, Tonight to see him is to be by him. And to know him is to be with him, amen? I mean, it's just like everybody tonight in this room. We start with Sister Loretta. We'll say to her, hey, Sister Loretta, who makes you happy? Who's content, makes your life content? Who can you say tonight uh, that is one who fills your every need, and he's the one that you love with all your heart? Jesus. Brother George, 
I'd go around just Diana and Brother Keith on down the road, on throughout the church. And you know what's always is Jesus is just drawing them in. That's what she's saying tonight, that my shepherd, he's just one tonight that, that, that just, and she's thinking this tonight as she says it tonight. He's just one that brings them in. Everybody's attracted to him that knows him. Everybody that loves him, they can't get enough of him. Right? That's why I come back to church. I just can't get enough of Jesus. I mean, I, I go to Walmart, and they don't say nothing about him. I go to Home Depot, they don't say nothing about him either. I, I, then I go to the gas station, and ain't nobody talking about him. And I, then I go down to the government, and nobody says nothing about him there. The only place I can go to where his name is mentioned, he's lifted up and adored and loved, and he's drawn all people unto himself. It's the place of God where God's people meet, amen, in the church. Tonight, she, remember now where she's at. She's under great danger. She's under great trouble. She's in the chambers of the king. And this is what's going on in her. Isn't that something? I'm telling you tonight, may that be us while we are out in this world. May be we as the Shulamite who represents the church tonight. Be so in love with the shepherd, and that's Jesus tonight, that the world wouldn't affect us, that the enemy wouldn't fear us, and the Satan tonight wouldn't even touch us. May it be so for the church tonight. We find as well tonight not only the Shulamite was thinking of her shepherd's person, but fifthly, the Shulamite was threatening her shepherd's power. Look at verse 4. Draw me, we will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. Now I wonder tonight, the king is powerful, isn't he? The king tonight is much power. The king tonight has, has all types of of pressures and has all types of uh, tonight that me and you would say who in the right mind could ever think that they could get out of the king's presence or leave from the king's eyes she said draw me that word draw me means deliver me she's calling out to her shepherd deliver me deliver me now how can a shepherd who's not even there physically, and she's there physically, how in the world do you think tonight that that could be taken place? Logically, logically, it's impossible. But we're not talking about the language of logic. We're talking about the language of love. <laughs> hey, when you, when you start talking about the language of love, you're in another phase. You're in another situation tonight. Uh, my shepherd, she's saying, can deliver me. You might not think so. You might not think it's practical. You might not think it's logical. You might not think it's sensible. But love, he can. He can deliver me. Not only can he deliver me, but he can rescue me. The shepherd will rescue me. Uh, she's saying the shepherd will save her. I'm in the king's chamber, in the king's chamber, but you know what? Love always finds a way, doesn't it? Amen. Love always finds a way. If you love someone, it always finds a way. My friend, when you love Jesus, you always find a way. There is no situation tonight that Jesus can't change. There is absolutely tonight no circumstance that he can't remove. And tonight there is absolutely no experience tonight that he can't fix. She's looking to her shepherd in the midst of the chamber. He'll get me out. I'll be set free. I'm trusting in him. I'm waiting on him. I'm leaning on him. It's my love that I have for him. 1 Corinthians 13, love beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, and never faileth tonight. 
we can say tonight that Jesus loves her and she loves Jesus. And guess what? She will be delivered. And tonight, if you love Jesus, and I know he loves you, you'll be delivered too. Never, ever is there anything that our shepherd cannot do. He can do everything. We find here tonight, sixthly, that the Shulamite was taking up her shepherd's praise. She said in verse 4, she said, We will be glad and rejoice in thee. I am glad, she's saying, you're mine, and I am glad that I am yours in the king's chamber. I am glad and rejoice. I am glad that you're mine and I am yours. And tonight as we go into the devil's world, as we go in tonight, as we leave out of here, and we go back into the world that has a God, the God of this world. And we go back into the world tonight that is dominated by sin and dominated by, by evil tonight. We could just know because our relationship we have with Jesus, that love relationship tonight, that I love him and he loves me, I will be glad. Don't leave out of here discouraged. Don't leave out of here distraught. Don't leave out of here depressed. There's no reason for that tonight. For you've got a relationship with Christ. If you're saved and truly born again tonight, that relationship will bring gladness and rejoicing, even in the chamber of the king. We find here secondly tonight that she's saying, I am glad that I'm yours and yours, you're mine. But she says, I am rejoicing. You never leave me and I'll never leave you. She rejoicing in that, listen, I as a Shulamite, as a church, and you as our Savior tonight, rejoice in thee because I know you'll never leave me and I'll never leave you. Tonight, even in the chamber of the king. I know you're with me. I know you're always with me. I know I can't take a step without you already taking that step. I can't go through a problem without you already being through that problem. I can't ever tell you a request or even make a petition unto God tonight without you already knowing where I've been and how I feel. He loves me. I love him. He'll never forgive. He'll never leave me and I'll never leave him. Tonight, I will rejoice and be glad in thee. In the chamber of the king, in the midst of the world, in the midst of Satan's den, in the midst tonight of what we would call the enemies against us tonight. Can we say here thirdly tonight that I am remembering your love for me and my love for you in the king's chambers she said, he said, we will remember thy love more than wine. Tonight, we need to know that when we get out into the world tomorrow, when we get out into the situation that we find ourselves in, the circumstance that we find ourselves with, tonight, that we need to remember. We need to remember tonight that you love me and I love you. Remember his body. Remember his blood. Remember tonight his return. That's what we remember. We take up the Lord's Supper right here, and it says, remember me. doesn't say that. And tonight, that ought to be how you live, remembering Jesus. And the king's court. We're not talking about on the hill somewhere where everything's good and grand and glorious. We're talking about in the midst of the pit. We're talking about in the midst of all the the the. the enemy trying to allure you trying to tempt you trying to break you down trying to get your love and allegiance and loyalty from jesus unto them and trying to get you to turn your back on christ trying to get you to quit the church trying to get you to stop reading your bible trying to get you to stop praying and stop trying to get you to the place where little sin won't hurt you and little sin will don't won't do you any wrong and to get you to a place where you become complacent and compromised tonight and you find yourself being cold and indifferent and you become find yourself with some kind of glaze over your eyes that you just can't see like you used to see before. So that's where the devil wants to get you tonight. But you and I got to know that this love relationship is I love him and he loves me. I will remember that. 
I remember. I remember. As much as the, the darts are coming, as much tonight as we might find ourselves in the place where there's the wiles of the devil, as much tonight as he tries to bombard our mind, as much as he tried to break our hearts, we got to remember, I love him and he loves me. We find tonight, fourthly, is I am knowing you're upright to me and I am upright to you in the king's chambers. He said in verse 4, the last part of it, he says, upright, the upright love thee. You see, tonight, those who love Jesus are those who are saved. The world don't love Jesus. The devil don't love Jesus. The enemy don't love Jesus. Well, who loves Jesus tonight? The upright. The upright do. I am knowing tonight that you're upright. My shepherd's upright. And I'm upright. Even in the king's court. Even in the midst of all the battles that we might face at work, at home, at church. We just got to know tonight that you are real. And I love you. That's the way you have to present your way the rest of your life as a Christian tonight. Is I know you're real, Jesus. I know you're real, shepherd. And I love you. Upright. Real. Upright. Genuine. Upright. Not fake. Not phony. I'm upright. Man, I, I'm righteous. And, and I'm saved by the glorious blood of the lamb tonight and I know I'm born again of the spirit tonight and Jesus tonight lives in my heart and he is the focus of my life and I love him with all my heart Lord I tonight say you are real and tonight upright is you being real and Jesus says you're real I love you Jesus don't love the fakes he don't love the phonies he don't love those that are not upright he loves all that it is. He said, I love the church. Is that what he said? And I gave myself for it. The upright tonight. And so we find in the scriptures, we find in Song of Solomon, man, what a love story. Only the upright love the upright. And only the saved tonight love the Lord. And only the church tonight loves the Savior. See, she can't love Solomon tonight and be upright here Solomon has eyes upon her Solomon has his heart toward her Solomon is going to take her into his harem but she is completely afar off from that because her mind and her focus and her heart and her soul is with the shepherd and she can't love the shepherd and love Solomon too it's one or the other tonight. And she chooses the shepherd. And so we find tonight in the midst of the beginning of this song of Solomon, we also say that she can't love the world and be upright too. She can't love the enemy and be upright too tonight. The only surviving tool for us tonight, the only surviving tool for us tonight in the world against the devil, against our enemies, is love. Is love. Either you leave out of here tonight in love with Jesus, having a heart broken for Christ, a life tonight that is surrendered, a life tonight that is completely, entirely, and wholly given over to Him. You say, I'm. 100% in this relationship. You know, a lot of times we get into marriage relationships and, and they always say things like this. They say, well, you know, a marriage is 50-50. Well, that's a joke, right? If I'm in a marriage tonight and she's only doing 50%, I'm not, I'm not only like that. Well, where are the other 50% going? Kids, friends. Part, I mean, where's, where's the other 50% going? What's going on with that? I'm getting ripped, man. You know what a marriage relationship is tonight? 100%. 100-100. 100, 
And tonight, that's what we need to have when we go out into this world in just a moment, is know that my foot and my investment and what I'm going to do with Jesus is I'm 100% in, in the midst of the court of the king. Isn't that a good start? Love tonight is a survival tool for us, the church, tonight. If we're going to be able to complete our course, we're going to be able to finish what God started with us tonight. If we're going to be able to go and, and live unto the end and be faithful unto his coming, it's going to take love. But loving Jesus tonight because he loves you. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I hope tonight that it may have been an encouragement to you. You need to pray for me. This book is hard. This is not an easy book to preach from. But I don't ever shy from hard. I don't want to just preach to you to what's easy. I want to preach to you what God has laid on our heart to preach. But more than that, tonight, I want us to be enriched by his love so that our love for him is unquenchable, unstoppable, never will end. Matter of fact, it just gets stronger. It just become mightier. It may be someone in this room tonight saying, you know what, I don't know if I love Jesus like I should. There might be somebody in this room who said, you know what, I haven't been loving Jesus like I ought to. I want to, though. Won't you come tonight? Won't you come and just speak to him and say, Jesus, I know you love me. I've seen the expressions of your love. But my love for you has been weak. My love for you has been sporadic. My love for you hasn't been strong. It's been kind of weak. But Lord, I'm sorry. I'm asking you tonight to restore me, help me, that I may love you as I've never loved before. Anybody like that tonight? You can just reach out, come down, lay before the Lord, give your heart to him tonight in the way of saying, I want to love you. There's one to come. Would you come tonight? Would you come? Would you come and just make commitment to the Lord? Just say, Lord, I, I'm committed to love you. I'm committed to give my heart completely over to you. I'm not holding back nothing. I don't want the world. I don't want the devil. I don't want the things that they could present tonight. I just want Jesus. I want him tonight. I'm in love with him tonight. I know he tonight is the love of my life. Can you say that tonight? That's kind of corny, I think. Well, you got a problem. You say, well, you know, I have a husband or I have a wife. I love them. Well, no, you've got to love him more. He's got to be preeminent in your life. He's got to be above and beyond anything and everything. You're going to find yourself in a court of the king one day. You're going to find yourself under that allurement and temptation. And if you don't have that love for Jesus tonight like you ought to, you might just get taken. You might just get pushed around. God, help my night. Strengthen my love for you. Oh, that I'd be that committed to you. That our relationship is unbreakable. Anybody else tonight would come? You come. We'll not tarry long. You come. As these are praying tonight, you just be patient with them as they seek the Lord and search God for their lives and get this love relationship in order, get it where it needs to be tonight. And I'm not saying it's not in order. You might just want to strengthen it tonight. You might want to just tell Jesus how much you do love him. And boy, you just want to tell him tonight how much of the expressions of love he's shown you, the kisses and you want more. Maybe the elevation of his love is better than wine. I don't know tonight. I don't know where you are. I don't know what's going on. 
Oh, but we want to magnify Jesus. He said, if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto myself. And I believe that tonight. He'll do that. If you die tonight, would you go to heaven? Be for sure, 100% tonight. If you breathe your last breath and shut your eyes for the last time, would you go to heaven? As we're praying, we're seeking the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Thank you, Lord. What a relationship Jesus has with this church tonight. Any prayer requests tonight? Any prayer requests? Anyone? Yeah, Brother Keith. Okay, yes. All right, any others?